Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television and those of you who are joining us at airjesus.com. Delighted to have you. We love you. We appreciate you. And we want you to stay tuned to today's message. If you will, I'll share just a, a brief humor with you. Somebody emailed me a joke a few weeks ago. I kept it. I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of brash, a little harsh, but I, I you know, I, I, I'll tell it anyway. <laughs> kind of crude, but I'll tell it. But there was this man who was yelling at his wife, and he had yelled at her for a few moments, and she didn't say a word, and he felt bad, and he finally stopped, and he said, he said, honey, he said, I'm, he said, I'm so sorry. I, I just lost my temper. He said, and I noticed you never lose your temper. You never, you know, respond back angrily. He said, what's your secret? How do you stay so calm whenever I'm yelling at you? And she said, well, I always go and clean the toilet after you get done. He said, well, how does that help? She said, I use your toothbrush. <laughs> So men, if you make your wives mad, you may want to uh, rinse your toothbrush a little longer. <laughs> Open your Bible, if you will. Um, let's read a couple of texts. In fact, I'll, I'll probably read quite a few scriptures today, but we'll start off with two. Uh, Psalms chapter 37. Psalms 37. And then we'll also read Proverbs chapter 3. So you can put your finger in both of them. When you get to Psalms 37, say amen. Psalms 37. Let's read Psalms 37, verse 23. Let's read verse 23 in unison. Ready? Read. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. And also Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. Let's read those two verses. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. And so notice in Proverbs 3, 6 that we have a promise here that God would direct our paths. And then in Psalms 37, 23, it says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. And I just want to use as a subject, order my steps. Order my steps, which is really, is really a prayer that David prayed. He really prayed it in Psalms 119. He prayed, Lord, order my steps in your word, O oh Lord. Order my steps in your word, O oh Lord. And I've been thinking a lot about this particular message for some time now and just sort of jotting down and recounting some instances in my life and in the lives of others where I see the divine providential hand of God moving in the lives of his people, and it's really an awesome thought. It's really fascinating to encounter a divine moment 
when you realize that your life has not been left to chance nor circumstance or randomness, but you realize that your life is skillfully guided by the loving hand of a providential God. It's really an awesome thought when you, when you realize, and I want to read uh, Psalms 37, 23. Let me read it in the Amplified Bible. It says, the steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord when he delights in his way. And, and it goes on to say, and he, speaking of God, busies himself with his every step. Now that's powerful. God actually busies himself in ordering the steps of those who love God, those who fear God, those who honor God, those who, whose lives are pleasing to God. The Bible says that God busies himself. He is so involved in the intricate details of your life, he busies himself in ordering your step. And that's an awesome thought, thinking about how massive the world is and how big the universe is. and So much that God has to manage. He has to manage all of these things, but yet he still busies himself because he loves you so much. Because he's so aware of you and so he loves you so much. And he leaves nothing to chance or randomness or to accident. He, he busies himself with your every step. He orders your steps. He orders your steps. Now I don't know if God orders all of our steps every day in everything. But I do know that there are some moments of significant things that we can readily see and that we are aware of and we can acknowledge the hand of God and how he ordered our steps. And I really can't tell you how much we don't recognize, how much we never see, how much we never know how God providentially ordered your steps and kept you from harm, kept you from danger. I had a friend of mine, that he told me, he said he was in real estate, and he said he was at a house he had just sold, and he said, he said within minutes after he had sold the house, somebody robbed the house, they robbed the guy who was at the house. He said he had just left minutes before they got there and robbed it. And they were held at gunpoint. And he said he couldn't help but think that within just a couple of moments, he could have been there himself with his life threatened. But he said he missed it by moments. And he knew, he knew. He said, in fact, it was so close, he said the guy he had sold the house to thought that he had something to do with the robbery. He thought he had arranged the, the people to come and hold him up. He said, that's how close in time it was. He said he had barely left and the robbery took place at gunpoint. And he says he couldn't help but feel the awesome presence of God that God had got him out of there just in the nick of time. And so many of these accounts, this was probably a few weeks or maybe a month or two ago, I was 
Um, actually, on my way here, I was on my way here, and when I, when I was at a certain point on the highway, I noticed that I was right in the midst of a, a traffic jam that was just right in front of me, and I looked to check it out, and it was about a five-car pileup, and it had just happened. I mean, the, the police had not arrived, you know, ambulance had not arrived yet. I mean, it, it was fresh. It just happened. And I thought to myself that if I had been maybe a minute or two earlier, I would have possibly been in that pileup. And then I began to think, what is it that prevented me from being one or two moments? And I actually thought back. I said, wait a minute. Right before I left home, I went to go use the restroom. And that actually, now that I think about it, that delayed me a couple of minutes. Now, I, was, I thought I was just using the restroom, but God could have been holding me, preventing me from being in that pileup. Little things, some, sometimes we'll never know how God has providentially moved in our lives. Turn over to Proverbs 16, Proverbs 16, 9. You'll see here we don't even realize some things. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9. Look at this. Uh, a man's heart, Proverbs 16, 9. A man's heart deviseth his way. Another translation says a man makes his plans. A man makes his plan. He thinks he's making his plan. But notice, but the Lord directed his steps. Sometimes you're doing things and you don't even know why you're doing them, but it's really God directing your steps to prevent you from being in calamity or in trouble or to protect you from something. You think you're doing it for one reason, where all along God's directing your steps for another reason. And so it is, it's really an awesome thought. It's, it's, this is, this is, is how God operates is really interesting. Notice in our two texts that we read, Psalms 37, 23, it says the steps of a good man. And, and so I take that to, to mean a, someone who honors God, somebody who loves God, somebody who fears the Lord. God orders their steps and it goes on to say God delights in their way. So this is somebody who's, who's, whose life is pleasing to God. And so we find out. Number one, that if we fear God, honor God. Number two, if God's pleased with us. And then in number three in Proverbs, where we read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. So that, that leads me to believe also those who are mindful of God. If you, when you're mindful of God at all times, when you keep God on your mind, when, when God is in your thoughts, when you're able to recognize his movement, when you're able to pause and see his sovereignty, when you celebrate him, when you praise him, when you acknowledge him and to say, God, I know that this was just not an accident. God, I know that this didn't just happen. You acknowledge the sovereignty. You acknowledge the presence. You acknowledge God moving in your life. And so I believe it's, it's those three things that when we fear God, when our lives are pleasing to God, and then when we're mindful of God, it sets us up to continually experience the providential moves of God in our lives to order our steps. This is, this is nothing new. It has happened throughout Scripture. God has always 
ordered the steps of his people. Joseph is probably the best example we see in the Old Testament. And Joseph, if when you look at his life, you see that God was ordering his steps for destiny's sake. God was ordering his step for destiny, to get him to his destiny. He ordered his step. And this was a long journey. This was, this was years. This was years when, from the point he was a teenager till he was 30. This was years of ordering his steps. And Joseph couldn't see it while he was going through it. But when he arrived into his place of destiny and he looked back, And here's what he said. He says something very powerful in in Genesis chapter 45. When his brothers have come to Egypt in the midst of this famine and Joseph have, he, he reveals himself to them and they are perplexed. They are afraid. They are nervous because they know that they sold him into slavery. They knew that they had done mischievous things to him to try to get rid of him. And they had schemed and, and connived and done all of these things against him. And here he is now, the prime minister of Egypt, standing before him. And Joseph said, he said, don't fear. This, I want you all to listen to what he said. Don't fear. Don't fear. He says, you all sold me, but God sent me. He said, you all sold me, but God sent me. Joseph had come to realize That it wasn't just his brothers doing something to hurt him, but it was a providential hand of God guiding his steps, leading him, directing him to get him to his destiny. And so there's something powerful. I discovered, as I thought about this, I discovered eight reasons, eight reasons Why God orders our steps, why God directs us, eight reasons. And I believe that every encounter that we have will fall into one of these categories. I believe, I really believe I got a a pretty decent, complete picture of it. But eight reasons I thought about why God orders our steps. Number one, we just talked about for destiny's sake. When it's concerning your destiny, to get you to your destiny. Destiny. Number two, for protection. For protection, to protect you, to to keep you, prevent you from calamity, to hold you up. That's why I never get to, I I remember my wife and I, we were headed somewhere, we were going out to dinner, and we had these uh, gift certificates, and we couldn't find them. And as a result, it delayed us. And I told my wife, I said, my wife was getting very frustrated because, you know, we had, we had these gift certificates and she just couldn't find them. She was pulling the hair out. I said, hey, don't frustrate about that. That might be God holding us up. I said, that might be God preventing us at this time from going. We don't know what dangers could be lurking, awaiting us if we were to go right now. I said, in fact, I'll take you to dinner another night. <laughs> And sure enough, you know, sure enough, she found that she found the certificates a few days later. We went another day because I've learned not to try to force issues um, because it could be the providential hand of God purposely trying to protect you. So, number one, destiny. When destiny is at stake, God will order your steps. Number two, for your protection. Number three, healing. Healing. 
I have had some of the most wonderful experiences of God ordering my steps where healing is concerned. And I've come to realize that you can't straightjacket God into one type of healing. It's not simply anointing you with oil. It's not simply uh, laying hands on you. Those are not the only ways that God heals. God controls everything. I would say six or seven times in my life, I have been healed, not necessarily supernaturally from somebody laying hands and anointing me with oil and praying for me, but I have been healed because God led me somewhere. And because he led me somewhere, I ended up getting something that healed my body. Fascinating. In fact, a couple of months ago, one particular day, I was not feeling well. I had been ill a couple of days, and I really wasn't feeling well. And Brother Render called me, and he said, meet me at this particular restaurant for lunch today. Now, it was way out of the way. It was, it was 30 minutes out of the way. It was 30 minutes out of the way, and it's not a place that we normally eat at. It was way across town. But he said he was doing some business on that side of town, and that's where he wanted to eat, and he wanted me to come join him. I said, okay, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and make the sacrifice, and I'll meet you over there. Well, keep in mind, I wasn't feeling that good that day. I was, I was really feeling awful. But I went on there, and when I got there, when I ordered my meal, I, I went to the refrigerator, and I was looking through their selection of, of juices and drinks and so forth, and there was a particular drink that caught my eye. And when I read the ingredients, I said to myself, this might be good for these symptoms I'm having. It, it had ginger and it had uh, lemon juice and had pineapple juice and had honey. And so it had these natural. I said, this might make me feel better. And so I, I, I bought one of those and I drank one with my lunch. Four hours later, I was at home and I noticed something. It's like something happened instantly. Four hours later, I was instantly well. I said, I'm no longer sick. And I was so thankful. I was so relieved because the next day I had to go out of town. I had to go out of town and I, had, I was dreading it. I said, I'm going to be miserable on that trip because I'm, I don't feel well. And I got to go. I, I was somewhere I had to go to, to sit in a seminar all day. I said, I'm going to be miserable in that seminar all day because I don't feel well. I got this infirmity on me. But four hours later from eating my lunch, all symptoms vanished instantly and my mind immediately went back to that juice I bought I said I knew it it was the juice but then when I thought about it I said it was, I said but wait a minute it had to be I said what if I hadn't gone to that restaurant I would have never seen the juice and then I said what if brother render had I never called me I never would have gone to that restaurant and I never would have got the juice then I said wait a minute what if brother render didn't have some business on that side of town he never would have wanted to go to that restaurant. And man, my mind went back and I began to see God was ordering. God was orchestrating. God was directing my steps. God knew the juice would do the job. God knew the juice would do the trick. He led me to the juice. <laughs> now, so that was the case. And I have, I have at least four or five more testimonies identical to that where I was healed naturally because God led me. That was another instance. I was, um, I was actually out of town and I had an upset stomach. Something was wrong in, in my intestinal tract and, 
my stomach had just been upset and and I was going, I had my kids with me by myself, and so I was taking them out to get something to eat. And we, we went into the restaurant of the hotel and I ran into actually one of my brothers. He was there because this was a, a family reunion trip, and he was in the hotel with his family eating. And so we were, and they were eating some fried, it looked like it was some fried catfish. And it looked so good, his lips were greasy. <laughs> My brother's lips were greasy and all the, you know, and so we wanted to join him. It looked really good. And so we got ready to, you know, we had notified one of the waitresses we wanted to eat there. And she said, I'm sorry, but we are closed. She said, I'm sorry, but we're closed. And so I had to feed my kids. And so I said, kids, we got to go somewhere else. So we got in the car and we drove. We had to drive somewhere else. And when we got to the other place, they had a salad bar. And so I ended up eating salad instead of fried fish. And when you know it, the salad cleared up the problem that I was having. And when I ate it, I was immediately relieved after eating the salad. It it did the job. It did the job. And I said, my God, God closed the door on the other restaurant because he knew that fried fish wasn't going to do the job. He knew it wasn't going to do the job. And he moved me to exactly where he knew I would get my healing from. So what I want you all to get a hold of, and I've been dealing with people differently now about healing, keep yourselves open. There's not one way or one method whereby you can get healed. God has the whole universe at his disposal. He knows all the remedies. He knows all the natural herbs. He knows all the treatments. He knows where everything is located. Hezekiah was about to die. And the Lord, after Hezekiah prays that God spared him, the Lord instructed Isaiah. He said, go get some figs and put on him. God knew that in the figs and the fig, now God could have healed him. God could have healed him supernaturally, but he didn't. He said, go get a lump of fig and put the figs on him. And when they applied the poultice of figs on Hezekiah, it restored his life. It saved his life and he was cured of his disease. So God orders our steps. God orders our steps powerfully. So I've been teaching people in healing now. Don't get locked into just one way. Don't be concerned if if God doesn't lead somebody to lay hands on you and anoint you with oil. God heals. And he will lead you to healing. And it may be in a form you never thought of. It may be in a way you had not considered, but God is the healer. And don't box him in to one way. God is the healer. He told one man to go dip seven times. He took another man and anointed him with mud and told him to go wash. So God works in different ways. So you can't, you can't, you can't straightjacket God. You can't straight. So you keep yourself open. To his leadings. And I'm out of time, so we're going to have to do part two. We have to do part two of this. Those of you who are... Those of you who are joining us, I want you to go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message, message number 7416 in its entirety. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. Because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 7416 by C. Elijah Bronner.
to send this message. Order my steps part 1, number 7416 to a friend. Simply go to airjesus.com and the online word.com. This has been message number 7416. Listen to airjesus.com and the online word.com often and keep your spirit charged up.